With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say, we'd like to get started. I talk to you and you talk to me. Who are you talking to at this hour? Mr. Bradley, you better start talking. Let's start the talking. I could talk all night. My mind is Jay talking. Midnight, conversing until the night. All we need is information. Now we got ourselves communication. Bradley J. J. Talking, WBZ. For J. Talking, we continue with Michael Corrin, and we continue talking about the Kevin Spacey case. We don't know how much longer that's, that's going to go. It could be all wrapped up by the next time you're here. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a possibility. I'm not sure it's a likelihood because the court may want some time to really weigh their decision. But we really are looking at within the next three weeks to a month, the court is going to have to make a decision on whether dismissal is in fact appropriate. Uh, and I do think the court will likely issue some sanction, and, and it may very well may be dismissal as we look at the, the state of the evidence today. Any chance the prosecution will just say, you know what, we're not going forward? There is a possibility that the government, when it reassesses the case and the strength and relative weakness of the presentation of the uh, witness's testimony today, that they may realize that this is just a case that shouldn't uh, go to trial because the, the likelihood of finding a jury that would uh, find the defendant guilty beyond a reasonable doubt is virtually non-existent based on the loss of the evidence and the uh, statements that the key witnesses have made now. And something that could affect this case is how the civil suit turned out. Well, the civil suit uh, is a very curious turn of events. Uh, just about 10 days ago, uh, the alleged victim filed a civil suit for his emotional distress and for the uh, alleged abuse he suffered at the hands of Mr. Spacey. And then uh, just over the weekend or just before the weekend, uh, dismiss that suit with prejudice, which means he has given up his rights to ever uh, seek compensation by way of a civil suit from Mr. Spacey. And again, it's uh, pretty unusual that one just a few weeks ago would have filed suit and then just as abruptly then uh, dismiss that suit with prejudice. Many people, myself included, thought that perhaps there was a confidentiality uh, agreement along with that that would uh, provide for some type of settlement, but the testimony that came out today seemed to indicate uh, by Ms. Unruh that there was no settlement reached whatsoever, and the tone of the questioning uh, that took place today indicates uh, that there was likely no settlement reached. There doesn't appear to be uh, any goodwill that exists between the alleged victim, his family, and uh, Mr. Spacey at this point. So the fact is, is that civil suit, if that was the incentive for the alleged victim to go forward uh, at this point is just simply not present at all. 
And are there sanctions that can be levied short of dismissal that would make a difference? Yeah, I think there are. Uh, you know, we see it sometimes in civil suits as well, where the court in Massachusetts, if there is a loss of evidence through what we call the spoliation, the destruction of evidence, uh, then the in Massachusetts, in, in other cases, there is a presumption that the evidence that was lost in such a manner was harmful to the person who lost it, and the jury would be so instructed to take that into account. The idea being that if something helps you, you tend to take extra steps to preserve it, and if you don't, and you have either destroyed it intentionally or even negligently, then that that can be used by the jury as an inference that the evidence was not helpful to the person who uh, either destroyed it or whose watch it was lost on. And that could be what the court feels is uh, that may be uh, a sufficient sanction if much of this information can be obtained by Spacey and his attorneys through other sources. And we already know that they have, in fact, obtained some of the lost information through other sources uh, and are using that as part of the, the defense that they presented today in this case with respect to seeking the sanction of dismissal today. One more question before we get to Kevin and Lisa. So what happens next? I guess it's next week, right? Uh, well, I'm not sure it'll be next week, but there will be a for there shortly there will be a formal motion of dismissal filed. The government will choose to oppose that or not oppose it after they've had a discussion uh, among themselves and with their the looking at the strength of their witnesses. If they oppose it, the judge would then consider the various memoranda that have been filed and then decide what would be the appropriate thing to do based on the evidentiary hearing that took place today. And it is likely that the court may well feel that dismissal is appropriate in view of the the, the failure to preserve such a key piece of evidence as the cell phone and not take steps to safeguard that information prior to returning it uh, to the alleged victim. Does the prosecution weigh the cost of this in terms of money, labor, opportunity costs, and weigh that against likelihood of winning? when deciding whether or not to go forward? I don't think the cost comes into play as much as their obligation to make sure that justice is served. And I do think, and, and perhaps somewhat naively, that they will examine their case carefully to see if they think that there is a reasonable chance that a jury would come back with a guilty verdict. And if they believe that the evidence does not support going forward any longer, uh, or that the uh, alleged victim will not cooperate and testify at trial, that they will likely uh, examine their case uh, and give it an additional level of scrutiny and likely uh, themselves, if they feel that it's not worthy of going forward to trial, dismiss the case on their own. All right, let's go to Kevin and Lynn. We have four callers now. Kevin and Lynn, hi. Hi, Bradley. Hi, uh, Mr. Coyne, Attorney Coyne, rather. I don't think this is going to go to trial. If the kid took the fifth today at the evidentiary hearing, then what do you suppose he's going to do if it goes to trial? I mean, what do you get to uh, say it twice that you're going to plead the fifth because one hearing is different from the next, the evidentiary hearing is relevant to anything that's going to go to trial. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you that the likelihood is that if he uh, feels that he, uh, his answers may tend to incriminate him with respect to where that phone presently is or how it came to be lost, 
that he would continue to exercise his Fifth Amendment. And if that were the case, uh, then the court would want to know that in advance. And without the victim's uh, alleged victim's testimony, the case virtually cannot uh, be uh, won by the prosecution. And therefore, the likelihood is it would be dismissed. Just because, though, he took the Fifth Amendment today doesn't mean that he could have, might not have a change of heart, some assurance from um, the district attorney's office that they won't pursue the felony criminal charges for the destruction of evidence. But again, that would create uh, a, a lot of fodder for the uh, defendant to be able to show that they have, uh, in essence, uh, bought the testimony as they would try to sell it, or certainly uh, he's testifying under highly favorable conditions, and therefore his testimony should not be believed. So either way, uh, it has weakened the case significantly, perhaps uh, fatally, in my opinion. Thanks, Kevin. Now it's Lisa in Concord before the break. Hello, Lisa, and then Lisa in Boston after the break. Hi, Lisa. Well, hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hi, Lisa. Um, again, I don't want anybody to ever have anyone pay sexual attention to that they are not, that they do not wish. But I agree with a previous caller who said, if the kid worked there and he's underage, we should know. Now, I have been to the club car in Nantucket, and if you're not in the dining room area, it's a long, thin bar, and people are drinking, and drinking and singing songs together with a piano. And, you know, when I didn't know the people next to me, I was smushed up next to, you know, really close to strangers in front of me, next to me, behind me. And I was also given something called a cherry social at the club car. Oh, we'll have one of these and just given free alcohol, which I know is illegal in Massachusetts. Well, I, I don't know what to say. I'm speechless, Michael. You got any in there? A couple years ago, and <laughs> I'm an old woman. Nobody's, you know, nobody's going to do that. But I don't know how this case is going to go. But I wonder um, to the attorney if the prosecution doesn't feel the case is strong enough. The kid pled the fifth. We don't have the phone. Can the kid and his family say, "I don't care what you guys think. I still want to go forward." No, because they're paying the attorney. Or if the law says, "Listen, you don't have a case," there's okay. no case. So, Mike, the answer is? No. The prosecution and going forward is up to the government. They would consider the views of the alleged victim uh, in choosing to go forward or not. But at the end of the day, the fact that they didn't no longer wanted to move forward with the civil suit doesn't necessarily mean that the government couldn't continue to move forward with the criminal suit. Uh, and even if um, the uh, alleged victim said, no, I want you to move forward, it still would be the choice of the district attorney's office. Generally, they would do that in consultation with the uh, alleged victim, but the choice ultimately as to the, the quantum of evidence, the sufficiency of it, and their ability to prove a case beyond a reasonable doubt ultimately rests with the district attorney's office. Quantum of evidence. I love okay. it. Thanks. Very good. Thanks, Lisa, thank you. We go to Lisa in Boston. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Bradley J. Mr. Coyne. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Fine, and you. I love you. Thanks. It's, it's all by touch. You don't ruin somebody's career by a, a touch. That's ridiculous. It's just saying it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. I mean, I've had worse happen on a subway. When you're crowded subway, people are grabbing this and that. That's nothing. The crowded subways can be very bad. I don't disagree. But I've never had anyone stick their hand down my pants as the alleged victim uh, alleges took place here. Yeah, uh, but a lot of things are going to happen in life to everybody. You just deal with it. It's not a big—nobody got beat up. 
was a woman in that other Laguerre case is a horrible. You know what I mean? Oh, Nobody sure. got, I, I understand what you're saying. It, it, you don't kill anybody because these people are going to go down as watch out for this kid. And, and the mother was rotten. Heather Unreal was she was never should have said anything. It's a, not a big deal. Uh, but a mother, a, a mother oftentimes is going to want to protect her child. And what it does surprise me and where I agree with you uh, with respect to going forward is it's surprising to me with, with a mother who uh, was so prominent in the media here and a family that um, likely has some understanding of how that whole process would unfold to go forward without expecting the level of scrutiny, uh, both by the justice system as well as the media, that this case with a celebrity defendant like Kevin Spacey would have to, to go forward uh, and move forward so aggressively without a better understanding of what the consequences likely would be. Uh, it's a surprise to me. Let's do this. Let's I'm do it. I still because the guys are fabulous. There, L.A. Confidential, other ones I watch. You know, everybody has their shortcomings, but geez, you don't ruin somebody's life over a lousy touch. Let I'm me ask you one. Happened to me. I let it go, and the guy got shot down in Vietnam. I never said anything. Let and it wasn't. It was worse than that. But nothing ever happened. But the guy chased me. I'm talking about when I'm 15. You know, the Arboretum, all oh, I'll kill you and bury you, but nothing. You no, know, that it didn't happen. I didn't say anything. He goes to the military, he gets dead. He was on Channel 7 about when the, in the 80s when they found him. You say nothing. So, Lisa, let me interject here and ask you one question, just a little test. Sure. If you had a son, and maybe you do, do you have a son? No. Me, I don't either. So, uh, if you did, try to imagine if you did, and... He found out that some famous guy touched his private parts, allegedly. Would you say it's no big deal to him? Would you say, no Junior, get over it. It's no big deal. It's not a big deal. You can happen with anybody, women or men. So would you tell your son that? Get over it. It's no big deal. Get over it. Yeah. Okay. It's nothing. I mean, nothing happened. It wasn't beat up. He wasn't in a room. Fair you enough. Know, I mean, it's ridiculous. Fair enough. By the way. You don't destroy somebody's life. Over a stupid thing like that. It's, life is going to be, you can experience a lot of things in life, probably worse. Lisa, but you don't thank kill you very much. career over it. Lisa, thank you. Lisa, that, you're a very, very um, exciting caller, and you should call every week. Michael, any comments? What do you say? Um, you may not have any comments. I, it's hot. <laughs> I, I, I am taken aback a little bit. Because one normally expects um, that we we worry to a greater extent about the victim uh, or the alleged victim than we do about the defendant. But but she expresses a view with respect to when one thinks on the scale of um, how horrible some of these sexual offenses are. That uh, at least the the fortunate aspect of is is that. Um, there, it, the the young man did not face much more serious abuse than what took place. Here. She's kind of saying no harm, no foul, uh, which, or minimal harm, minimal foul. Right, and and in and in fairness to the point, and to then not just to worry about what it does to Mr. Spacey's life on uh, such limited activity here, 
to have the defendant, have the victim, alleged victim's life completely turned 180 degrees around and examined as closely, I think one could ask, is it really worth it? Maybe that's the message here for both sides. Is it really worth it based on the harm suffered? And I think especially in view of the way testimony came out today and the way the case was uh, uh, presented today, that my guess is that that both um, Ms. Unruh and her son are rethinking whether this made any sense to come forward to then um, have their... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Their activity so closely scrutinized. But, but when one altered or changed some of the information on the phone... They, they should have expected that that, that uh, type of inspection would come and that there'd be some significant attention turned on their own activities. And you do see, and, and this is interesting, if she were on a, on a jury... There's a not guilty. That's, that's juror number one if you're Mr. That, Spacey's a lawyer. A celebrity, his celebrity would be a factor, and you never know yes. how many others it would also be a factor for. Well, I think I think before a lot of these revelations, most people, I, I, most people, I myself included, I enjoyed Kevin Spacey as an actor. Um, but the fact is, is that it appears Kevin Spacey, the actor, is different than Kevin Spacey, the individual. Um, and now we're hearing from a lot of uh, folks from different places um, that this is not an isolated incident with respect to his uh, some of his activities. In a spoof. Like Saturday Night Live, you could, you could actually have it so that a, the lawyer said, the, the, you know, but your honor, he was so good in L.A. Confidential. <laughs> I don't see, I don't see, I don't see that as a winning strategy. But I think, I think there are others. And I think, by the way, that especially he didn't show up for this hearing, but for the last hearing, he appeared uh, uh, as generally. Uh, a likable type of sort just from the presentation he made at trial. As opposed to the first one. As opposed to the first one. And that can make a difference whether the jury actually likes and appreciates the defendant. So you don't have to be a fan as necessarily as the last caller was, but if you are in fact uh, uh, willing to accept who he is and like him, it's much easier to put not in front of guilty when the, the jury favors uh, the defendant and likability becomes a factor. We try to present them as likable people. Any thoughts on Lisa in Boston's comments? And uh, let's go to Michael in Boston. This hey there. Good evening, Mr. Coyne. How evening. are you? Good, Mike. How are you? Good, thank you. I had uh, I called with a question, but also the previous caller. I wonder. I'm wondering um, why the alleged uh, victim. Uh, accepted the drinks. I don't know how many drinks he had um, and why uh, he would let Mr. Spacey go as far as he did. I mean, if somebody puts a thumb on him, uh, even a thumb on me, I would get up and I would go. I mean, didn't he have that option of just leaving and saying, nice meeting you and take off? Yes, I think that's the uh, very uh, troubling aspect of the case. 
uh, from the standpoint of the government's ability to win the case on the felonious sexual assault is uh, at some point uh, it is clear that Mr. Spacey is interested in more than just simply a chat with the uh, 18-year-old busboy. Uh, and the fact is, is that he's engaging in these texts and conversations with his friends, describing almost as on a play-by-play basis the activities that are going on. Uh, and the fact is, is that at some point, to anyone, it should have been quite clear what his intentions were. And if you objected, then um, Mr. Spacey's lawyers would argue you should move on uh, sure. and you should reject the advances. And that uh, didn't happen, obviously, as soon as... Um, uh, it should have. It should have, in order to avoid this whole argument about a consensual activity and not a reasonable doubt with respect to the conviction on the charges. Right. And and um, uh, um, okay, I, I, I forgot what I. Oh, uh, some you you said that Mr. Spacey's hand was in the victim's pants, and somebody else said on his leg. Is it? How could it possibly be happen that his hand went in his pa- pants? That again, he would let that, let it go that far. Yeah, I thought the testimony today. I thought I heard testimony today that indicated that there is a video which uh, shows Mr. Spacey's hand inside his pants. At least that's what the uh, I believe it was the mother of the alleged victim testified. Uh, but uh, the fact is, I think there's another text message that says. You know, he touched my private parts like eight times, and that supports your first your oh, first sure. position. Okay, one time maybe you could say that was oh that was a mistake, and then two, yes. but by three, most people uh, most people would argue that at that point um, you should be out of there, and perhaps if you believe it's a felonious sexual assault at that point, go to the police to tell them what took place. I had a, an important question that uh, I think most people would like to hear the answer to, but. First, uh, I just wanted to confirm that we haven't heard from the victim yet. Even from day one, it's only been um, mummy talking for him. Isn't that correct? No, he testified today for about an hour with respect to the loss of the phone. He didn't really testify with respect to the details of the uh, night in question, though. I get you. And my last question um, pertains to the aftermath of this. If Mr. Spacey is found innocent of these uh, accusations, uh, what recourse does he have, if any, uh, as far as uh, this would apply to anybody in his position, but particularly him with the money involved, regardless of how much money he has, but lost contracts, his canceled TV series, his tarnished reputation now and for the future. Does anybody in that position have a recourse? Can he sue the unruhs or yeah well first of all if he's found not guilty that's actually would be the result in the criminal case you, a defendant isn't found innocent what they found is that the government failed to prove the charges beyond a reasonable doubt so yep. it, in essence it doesn't mean he didn't do it it means that the government didn't uh, meet its burden of proof again think about the OJ case he was found not guilty in the criminal case but he was found liable in the civil case for causing the death so let's assume that there's a not guilty verdict, uh, that that could mean that uh, Spacey might want to move forward with some type of civil suit for his lost 
earnings as a result of these charges. Uh, but he would have to still prove that, in essence, that he's been defamed, that, that they were false statements issued about him and that caused him harm. I think that's a difficult case in view of the uh, conflicting testimony and in view of some of his other predatory activities that have been reported. Uh, I think he would have a great deal of difficulty winning such a case. And if he brought such a case, the principal defendant is, uh, at this point now, a 21-year-old college student uh, who doesn't uh, likely have significant resources. He would also likely sue uh, Ms. Unruh based on the press conference that uh, she had and made various statements about him. She would obviously have more assets, uh, likely have more assets than her son, uh, but I still think it's a very difficult case for him to win. But he could have an argument that the, that it's an abusive process or defamation claim and that obviously he has likely lost millions and millions of dollars based on uh, the various accusations that have been made against him. I see. Thanks, Mike. Hope it, hope it turns out that way. Thank you, Mr. Klein. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Me. They love you, Mike. They love you. <laughs> Let's go to Paul in South Boston. Hello, Paul. Hello, Bradley. How are you? Great. Good. Oh, by the way, thank God I didn't take my Kevin Spacey picture down. I met him many, many years ago in New York City doing a play called Iceman Comet. Anybody familiar with that? Yeah, I've heard yeah, it. Yeah, with Tony Danza. But anyway, with that aside, um, I was going to ask, the, I had two questions. One for the, is that an attorney you're with, Bradley? Yes, it's uh, Mike Coyne, attorney, a great attorney. And I have it? one for you and one for him, but I'll start with him first. Um, I joined in late, so... I don't know if anybody asked. Why did it take the boy so long to come forward with that allegation? There's, uh, I didn't hear an answer today, and that's uh, another troubling aspect of the case that, uh, again, his lawyer, Mr. Spacey's lawyer, brought out over and over again is that 15 months elapsed between July uh, 7th and 8th when the uh, encounter took place and before he first moved forward with respect to contacting law enforcement. And that is an awful long time, and uh, there, I didn't hear an explanation. There was no explanation uh -huh. offered, uh, but it is pro another problematic aspect of the case that such a long period of time went by before law enforcement was contacted about um, what the alleged victim claims was a felony. And so, uh, as you might expect, the defendant and his lawyer will make a great deal of that as well, should the matter move forward. Uh, and again, with the, an attempt to create a reasonable doubt, um, you didn't seek medical treatment beforehand, you didn't go to law enforcement. Most victims of sexual abuse, the argument would be, uh, would have ad advanced the case more quickly. Although, you know, factually, we do know that there are a lot of victims of sexual abuse who, uh, for various reasons, do not come forward right away. And in some cases, uh, if you think about the church abuse, the sexual abuse cases involving the church, decades went by before some Absolutely. of those victims felt comfortable enough coming forward to talk about the abuse they suffered at the hands of their church. Yes. And the other question was for Bradley. I don't know if you'd want to answer it, Bradley, since you're in, uh, kind of in the media. Is that a fair assessment? Yes, he, I am kind he's of. He's kind the, of in the media. <laughs> yes, it's fair. <laughs> but if if this case happens to go to go away on a bad note, as far as the Andrews go, do you think that Heather Andrews' career, as far as you know, being in you know her journalism career, is is kind of over? You know what I'll do? I'll say, that's a very good question. 
and I do not know the answer to that. I'm going to. So I don't. My gut says no. I don't think it would have a negative effect. That's just my gut. I haven't gone. I mean, if the she pros, I made a list. wants to come back to the media business, I don't know that's that, that's something I don't have uh, any knowledge of. But I'm just saying, you don't think it would be over for her? I don't that's see. The, I feeling. don't see this being a, a, a straw that broke the camel's back, or this being a deciding factor. I don't. As a matter uh, of fact, yeah. the way it works, it might work the other way. You know why? Because in the United States, what what matters? What does everybody want? Cele- they want somebody ce- with celebrity notoriety. And she just got a whole bunch more. Yeah, and some would see it as a mother uh, seeking to protect her child. Yes. Um, and taking whatever steps were necessary to do so. I think there also is, as the, the question itself implies, there's some surprise that someone who would be as attuned to the media and how it works to be so um, uh, naive with respect to how that process would unfold and the effect it would have on her son and coming forward so publicly as they did. And that could affect uh, future opportunities. So let's take a look at this, Paul. You even see criminals, people convicted of crimes, getting jobs on radio. And so if I'm, which is not the case with her at all, but I'm just saying that this certainly, the more I think about it, would not count against her. As a matter of fact, if I'm a program director in TV news, everything else is equal. Everything else is equal. One more thing. Well, I'm not done yet. Everything else is equal. I think, hmm, who do I want? This relatively unknown person or this person who's recently been in the news? Like, you decide for yourself if there were two newscasters, one you didn't know, and Heather, which would you watch? You would, you'd want to watch Heather. I, I also think that she presented herself as a very sympathetic figure today, um, pretty credible, um, and um, compared to the other witnesses that testified earlier, uh, I thought she did a credible job with respect to um, trying to convey what she felt and why she did what she did, even if she now believes it was wrong. Good questions, so that, Paul. That's the word that he used, credibility, and that's what's going to decide whether she ever comes back to the media again is her credibility. Fair enough, Paul. Thank you. Paul, you need to call more. This is interesting. This topic has brought people out like Lisa in Boston and Paul, thoughtful people with a point of view that don't usually call. You should call more. We have time, Mike, for one more. John and Peabody. Peabody. Hi. Bradley, the gentleman, the previous call asked a question that I was going to ask her about Heather, if she'd be able to go back into the media business. It's just speculation. But if if I'm a program director, all other things being equal, I would hire her because she's way more famous right now and what do you what do you think actually because ultimately whether uh, she would be received well uh by the public is what and whether people would watch her based on that matters to the program director would 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 you accept information from her in a favorable fashion at this point Uh, to a point she's somewhat damaged goods so people some people yes and some people no i'd I don't know whether I'd watch her, listen to her or not. She just reports the news. She doesn't make any um, in-depth dive into a, a story like you know some people might. I feel like I'd be willing to bet that even though you say this, if given the choice between an unknown and that you would choose Heather because you'd just be curious, and that's all that matters. And here's another question or another thing to think about. 
it's one thing to give facts on 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 the tube. It's another thing being the lioness defending your cub. Sometimes you give breaks to the lioness defending the cub. Different yep. kind of different circumstances. Yes, it is. Yep, sure it is. You know, I I, I kid around with the students uh, when we talk about the bias of a witness and the like, and who gets to testify in a criminal case. Um, and one of the things we talk about is that uh, we allow. Uh, people's mothers to testify on their behalf in their time of need. And as I say to them, half kidding, if your mother won't lie for you in your time of need, then who would? We know that, but we still allow mothers to testify all the time in criminal and civil cases on behalf of their children. All right, guys, have a good night. Okay, thanks for giving us a shout. John and Peabody, let's break. And it's Donna in Boston next for our final segment with Michael Coyne from the Massachusetts School of Law. Something's on your mind. You need to talk. Try the radio. Jay talking. Bradley Jay. Right until dawn. WBZ News Radio 1030. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Mr. Lindsay. What's that? That's a radio. Yeah, what's it do? Don't you listen to the radio? I don't know what to do. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. Now just talk loud and clear. I detect like me, you're endowed with the gift of gab. I want to hear you. Jay Talkin', Bradley J, WBZ News Radio 1030. We were with Mike Coyne talking about the Kevin Spacey case. And we're getting a lot of callers. It's explosive testimony and it's local. It's got lots of interesting dynamic. We'll go to Donna in Boston next. Hello, Donna. How you doing? Great. So I just tuned in a few minutes ago and I watched the testimony. If I were a sitting jury and I heard that, I would throw the case out of court. Would I ever watch her on TV? Not if anybody hired her or she's working at a station. Not only wouldn't I watch her, I wouldn't watch the station. I think she knows better. I think she, you say she was protecting her cub. That is no excuse. You bring a, a, a an accusation like you did, and then you erase and you tamper with evidence. Uh-uh. I don't buy it. I think the father was such a hostile witness, and I think she lied through her teeth. Oh, see, now, see, I found her, uh, you know, I guess in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. I found her the most credible of the witnesses that testified beyond the state police officers that testified today. Um, but uh, but obviously, I uh, not obviously, but I did feel just as you did with respect to the the father. I thought he did not present himself or his uh, case well uh, and was far too combative and not sympathetic at all. Yeah, I've testified a zillion times in everything from murder trials. And if I ever acted like that, I would have definitely been in held in contempt of court. You know, you, you can be aggravated and upset that your son was busted. 
you know, he, he was in, so indignant that how dare they talk to them when the whole case is about his son. No more, Ron. Your family, no matter who it was, tampered with evidence. And you didn't talk about it. You didn't have to say what you said, but all you had to do was answer the question. And when she tap danced around it, I mean, she, she, I, I just think she knew better as a reporter, as a human being, you know, when you're bringing a case like that, you should never erase evidence, uh, period. And then all of a sudden the phone disappears. Oh, I don't know where it is. And, but you're still bringing and then you screenshot something. How do I know that was from, you know, two years ago, that it wasn't from 15 years ago? No, that, that's, that's the problem is there by by their actions, they have now uh, likely created the reasonable doubt, even if the charges were fully supported. Uh, the problem is the jury is going to look at what their activities uh, indicate that they were seeking to cover up some information and some of the events on the night in question or that would support the defendant's uh, version that this was a consensual encounter. And so yeah, I, even if it was well-intended, it was it was badly executed and more poorly uh, uh, helpful to their I don't cause. care if it was well-intended or not. I think they erased evidence that, you know, that pertained to it. I don't think it was just fraternity stuff. Give me a break. I was born at night, but not last night. <laughs> you know, maybe Mike, the, maybe the jury's not a good idea. <laughs> no, if I'm, you know, and, if and, I'm defending, and then they drop the civil suit. And then they drop the civil suit. You I, know, why would you drop the civil suit? Put me on the jury. Either way, I would let them walk. They screwed the case for themselves. If there was a case, they go. just, I, I think they've been reading the National Enquirer too much about him. Okay, Donna, great call. Thank you. Bye. Talk Bye, to Donna. you next week. You know, when you look at the thing in, in total, at the at the list of problems, dropping the civil case. Husband says, no, didn't get the phone. Wife said, at one point said, oh, yeah, we got the phone. Wife admits to erasing stuff. Those three things right there for Donna, certainly, and probably for me, are going to be problematic. I think for a lot of people, the the all of those things uh, mean that they just have trouble getting to the level that's required in a criminal case, and that's the problem uh, when people, as Donna points out, try to alter evidence or change the record. Is that it supports the notion that you could have a reasonable doubt about the strength of the government's case, and I think a lot of people watching the testimony today would feel that way. Now, we know there's not uniformity in opinion with respect to that because others have, have told us that they believe uh, Spacey is guilty nonetheless. Uh, but I do think at the end of the day, you'd be hard-pressed to find uh, a unanimous jury that would come to that conclusion. And we had some sampling of that today with respect to those that uh, saw the presentation of the evidentiary hearing. Guilty of non-consensual touching. 
That Well, it's not just non-consensual touch, touching. It actually has to be non-consensual, outrageous, or offensive touching. So it's it's not just I, I brush by you and yeah, touch okay. you, but it's some form of sexual touching that is non-offensive and, and beyond the bounds of decency, right. in essence. And, and if, it, if he uh, non-consensually stuck his hand down the uh, alleged victim's pants— uh, to touch his private par- and touch his private parts, that would likely classify as a uh, as a violation of the felonious sexual assault statute. Statutory time, where if you let it go on, it would be considered uh, default consent. No, it's it's a question of reasonableness, right? I mean, it's a question of what's reasonable, and we've even seen now, if you think about it, in rape cases where someone at least initially consents to sexual intercourse and then at some point during the activity says no, that stop means stop, no means no, and so you can withdraw consent even even during the act itself. So is there any allegation that Mr. Spacey continued after no was a, an equivalent of no was uttered? There's not, is there? I have seen no evidence whatsoever that no was uttered under, uh, at all. And, and again... Be important to see what the exchanges and what the Snapchats and whatever videos were taken would display with respect to that acti- uh, that uh, those actions or lack thereof. Is there a standard that would cover this phrase? Lack of no means yes. Is it? I don't think the law fully supports that any longer. At one point, that we thought that that's what it meant. If you don't say no, then that means you're consenting. But, you but need now, to say yes in all cases. But now, now the trend has been with the case law is that you know you almost have to affirmatively express it verbally uh, with respect to your desire to participate. Otherwise, that we do see these allegations and, and in fact, convictions based on the 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 failure to have affirmative evidence of consent. So really, if you ever just lean in to kiss a girl like was done for long time, then you are potentially on the hook for, if it turns out you misread it, used to be she would, you know, turn her face away and you'd be embarrassed. These days, now you could be on the hook for some sort of sexual assault. Yeah, those dramatic movie moments, you know, the the, the tender exchange. Staring into the eyes doesn't cut it anymore. It does not. One would argue it does not. Now, one would think that you're not going to do that with someone who wouldn't consent but the fact is, is that you don't know necessarily when you do that for the first time. And yes, that could be seen as a sexual assault. So no young person or no no any person should kiss any other person without getting an affirmative okay. Yes. I, I, would, say, I would say yes as your lawyer. As, as Cupid, it's a little harder to believe. Uh, that that's what you'd need these days. But if you well, want to, I'm going to use you for a lawyer. Not, <laughs> yes, not yeah, I don't look good in Cupid's outfit. <laughs> okay, we have Paul and Woburn to wrap it up. Hi, Paul. Hi. How are you? Good. And the uh, I haven't heard anything about the uh, the judge. Is he permanently stationed in this thing, or do they rotate him because it's a uh, a little hole in the wall and? and <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, you know I, I, mean. I think yes, I do actually. I've tried cases down there. I think it's a two day a week uh, assignment because the court is just not that ac- active. I've tried cases down in the island with uh, in the probate court as well, uh, and they actually would rotate the judge out of Middlesex County down into 
uh, uh, Martha's Vineyard in Nantucket as well. So usually because there's not as much activity, now in the summer there may be more obviously, uh, but usually they will rotate judges from other uh, areas into um, the islands during uh, the, the required court hearings, but they oftentimes uh, are not full five-day-a-week uh, courts as many of the other courts obviously are. Thanks, Paul. Only a couple of minutes. One minute left now. Thank you, Michael Coyne, for coming in. Uh, a lot of you folks seem like you really enjoy the law, and whether it be maybe, maybe it's you or your children, maybe you want to think about actually being a lawyer. I want to let you know that a lot of times it's possible. And if that's true, you really ought to think about Mike and the Massachusetts School of Law. And you might say, hey, I'm 50. I'm 60. I, it's too late. But I think, Mike, you told me the story. Okay, in five years, if you don't go to law school, you'll be 65 and still not be a lawyer. Right. That's my friend Eddie Starr <laughs> who says that, that he at one point he was saying, oh, my God, I can't do this. I'm going to be 50 and before I ever get a law degree. And she said, you're going to be 50 without a law degree if you don't stick it out. And he did it. And he did it. And he's uh, doing great work with his union now. He's a Fast Eddie Starr. Fast right. Eddie Starr. He's a great guy. Boy, thanks for, you know, a wonderful two hours. This will be this will definitely be podcast if you only heard a portion of this. Boy, did you miss out. You need to get the podcast. Mike Coyne, Massachusetts School of Law. If you, you know, you'd like to get a tour, call them up. And maybe they can set something up. It's WBZ. I appreciate y'all, and I appreciate you, Mike. Thanks, Beasy. Bradley. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.